The beers have been opened. We're ready for part two <laughs> with my pal Jeff Levac here on Getting There with Gods, talking about the career journeys of athletes, coaches, media members, and more. We left off, if you're joining us here for part two, this is where you, Levac, begin your sports radio career. You are off the air at this point for, I believe it is Town Square Media at this point. Yeah. yeah. Y- yes. Or region. Yeah, it must have been. It must have been, yeah. So you mentioned you had a really good friend who was having an office across the hall from you. Take us through the slow start and then the eventual <laughs> start of Armin and Levac on 104.5 The Team. <laughs> so, yeah, Armin. So I... I'm in my office every day. I'm the, at this point, it's it's a very uh, Dwight Schrute thing. Like I'm the assistant operations manager, but like that position didn't exist. So the joke was I was assistant two. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, the, the guy who hates me and doesn't want me in radio anymore. I'm his assistant. Um, and across the hall is Armin. Armin comes up from from Texas. I was so ticked off at first. I was like, Armin Williams, gotta be a big black guy. Gotta be, and I'm gonna have a cool friend. And big Texas accent. Yeah, 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 like, yeah Texas accent. Like his brother, his brother has a Texas accent. No, it's an Armenian dude who's allergic to grass and played the tuba in college at Texas Tech. <laughs> and he turns out to be one of the best friends I've ever had in my entire life. And he, um, he legitimately like we would sit there. We would we would come up with ideas for his show. We'd brainstorm on stuff. We just because. It was fun, you know. For perspective, he's hosting solo at this point. Yeah, he's on one to three, I yeah. think, at this point. And then three to seven was... Um, Pearson Bricks? Yes. Yep. Look at you. You, you weren't I even here I did my yet. research. And- you, you weren't even here yet. You remember better than I do. Um, but we would do, like... We would just, we'd just brainstorm, have fun. We'd talk stuff. And, and he would literally sometimes come into me and be like, I'm in meetings all day. What's going on? And I would t- I'd be like, boom, 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 boom. And uh, here's, a, here's a... This could actually... If anybody remembers this, this could actually get me beat up. So there was a, there was a point where it was it was right in the beginning of the Mariano Rivera retirement tour, and he's like, it's he goes, it's terrible because there's no there's no descending opinion. Everyone just loves him. There's nothing like he goes as a sport. Like I want to talk more about Mariano Rivera, but I can't because it's hey Mo's really good. Next, you know what I mean? He goes, I need someone to call and be negative. So we invented a negative caller. From Mariano Rivera. And his name was Scott from Troy. <laughs> and Armin had no idea how it was going to go. He just knew that I was going to call. And I just, I was like, and I'm like sitting there, and like, how do I say anything bad about Mo? I love Mo. Like, whatever. So I literally, I'm out in my car, and I'm like, I'm like shaking. I'm like, like a, like a method actor. Like, I'm like, hey, this is Scott and Troy. And I got to tell you, I don't understand this, man. Like, what are we going to do? We're going to do a retirement tour for every kicker, every specialist? <laughs> Like if a guy if a guy's really good at uh, at water polo, are we gonna stop everything we're doing and everybody's gonna freaking be his best friend and like and he's just tearing me to shreds. He's yelling at me, screaming at me. More people liked Armin because of that and wanted to find this dude, this Scott from Troy, for like weeks. It was the thing. Like like Lynn, who was one of our sales reps at the time, who may be a bigger Yankee fan than me, called me later at night. She goes, Did you hear that a hole? And I'm like, What what one? And she's like, that's some like dude from Troy who hated Mariano Rivera. And I'm like, oh, she knows. No idea. She just called because she was so angry. <laughs> she might be learning for the first time right now. So this is the confession. You were Scott yeah, Troy. Yeah. You heard yes. the voice. Yep. The impression wasn't an impression. Mm-hmm. That is actually him. I did it. I did I, I did it. And I did it knowing, this is how I sleep, sleep at night. I did it knowing it was only to get more positive talk about Mariano on the air. That's how I that's why I did it. This is the moment of Vince McMahon. Revealing to the Undertaker. It's me. It's me, Albany. <laughs> it was me all along, Albany. I was Scott and Troy. But those were like those were the things that would happen. And then 
this uh, this one day, it's out of nowhere. Armin looks across the hall and he goes, "Hey, you got a minute?" And I'm like, "He's quitting. Guy's too good. He's just good. He's he's really brilliant." So I go in and he goes, "They told me that like I'm going to start doing afternoons. That they're only going to have one local show, and I have to do afternoons." I'm like, "Oh man, that sucks." And, he, and we felt terrible for you know for for Pearson Ricks. Yeah. yeah, and um, it was terrible. But at the same time, I go, he goes, but and this was the the same OM was trying to take about the air. I've said this to a million bosses. And not one thinks this is the right way to handle it. They told him he had to get a co-host he would bet his career on. So I go, all right, let's think of names. I'll help you vet, whatever. And he's like, no. He goes, I know who it is. Jew. And I'm like, what, really? I'm like, it's uh, kind of, right, I mean, I'm in. I'm, <laughs> hand me a microphone. Put me in. Put me in, coach. And he goes, but, you know, it's kind of weird because, like, right now you're my boss and then I'd be your boss. And I was like, well, dude, you know I don't listen to anyone, right? And he goes, oh, yeah. I go, all right, fine. I'm good with it. <laughs> <clears throat> and, um, yeah, so we had to, like, and we had to pretend that, like, we didn't know that was what happened because the guy who was in charge was such an a-hole. Like, to this day, he's not in radio anymore, and he never should be. Um, I hope somebody's, like, smart enough to go back and look and see who it was, but I won't say it. But uh, we we had to do, like, mock shows, like, fake shows. We had to send it to uh, Rick Scott, the consultant, the man who founded all of sports radio ever, and um, and is completely electric gluten. And uh, that's true. All, all things I'm saying are true, and we had to do like so. That's, so we had to do all those things and do it behind the scenes. We couldn't; no one could know we were doing it. And yeah, ended up working out April first. What two thousand? Was it fourteen? Fourteen? Yeah, yeah two thousand fourteen. April first, two thousand fourteen. Armin Levac goes on the air, and we, the rest is history. Nothing I, else. I never did anything. I never had another co-host or anything. That's not true. <laughs> you said, everything you said was true up until that point. You're going to understand what I mean by this, and some people are going to think, I'll just say it, you're going to think what I'm about to say is bullshit, but it's actually really true. You're making this transition from rock and country to the sports world. And it's truly <laughs> one of the things I despise about the sports radio industry, although it's an industry that I love. There is this, like, boys club fraternity, however you want to describe it, where if you didn't take a path of a traditional route of going to Syracuse, Missouri, Northwestern, if you didn't grind your teeth at a small paper or a small radio station or a small college baseball team, when you take that step to the next level and get a primetime spot in the ESPN market in a top 60 market, you will face heat not just from your colleagues but from fans and sports. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Well, your like, job's to argue. Right, but yeah. like, I feel like unfairly to you because you made that transition in music to sports – Early in your tenure with Armin, listeners almost wanted you to prove yourself. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Oh, no. And, and look, I wanted to prove myself. Like, I used to joke all the time. Like, you guys don't understand. Like, if I start running out of anything to say, I can just hit big green tractor and be on my way. Like, I don't need to. This is tough. Like, this is a whole other world. Like, you, you get two minutes in and you don't know what you're going to talk about. Well, you're in the deep end of the water, buddy. You better figure something out because you got eight minutes to go. Uh, it, was, it was tough. It wasn't, it wasn't easy. Like, the hardest thing I think I had to realize early on was nobody cared about stats. Like, stats are part of the conversation, but the conversation is all that matters. So I'd be in there, and I'd be like, well, the Carolina Panthers running game is known to average, uh, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, people would be like, <sighs> and then years later, I'm like, yo, Chris McCaffrey can get loose and get crazy. And, what, I mean, and it's, it was more fun. It was a better, it was a better animal. But it was, it was, like, I was lucky to have Armin at that point because he had worked in Dallas. And then I had Rick Scott who would call me up and be like, hey, more of this, less of this. And, you know, over time I got confident. 
But it was before I got confident. I couldn't understand why people liked the show. <laughs> couldn't it, at all. Yeah, at that point you made there too about like you're the two chair, Armin's being the one, basically driving the traffic. Right. But two, if you're a sports fan and you listen to a color commentator on play by play broadcast, and again, you in college, you starting your career, you might think, okay, I'm the number two. Uh, Tony Romo, Kirk Herbstreet, whoever it might be, they're the guy who leans into the stats or tells you what's going on in the field. You almost play this analyst role, which, look, you know sports, but you know your strength is being funny, being entertaining, and that was almost the transition for you where it's like, you got to let me be me. Like, I don't want to be a a, a color guy. I don't want to be a stats guy. Let me be myself. Anybody can go on their phone right now in 2021 and find out the stats of a player. They don't find that interesting because they can do it. They can't do what you can do, which is bring that – charisma, energy, all that other stuff that happens. You guys do this for about a year and a half. Armin gets an offer to be a program director in Denver. So not an honorary role, but a behind-the-scenes role, which is what he wants to do. Right. Now, this is another interesting part of your career because this is January 2016. (laughs) All right, let's go. Bring it on because I heard what he had to say about me. All right, go ahead. (laughs) January 2016, where would you – I'll let you go how you want to go with this. Well, at first it was – I always thought you were going to get – a legitimate swing at the job right away. And it was, um, it was, it was weird to me because they had taken me in the office. They wanted me to be the boss. And I was like, I can't be the guy who blurs the line and then tells the guy where the line is. Um, and, and then it was, well, we're going to go get you a co-host or it's going to be you and the guys or you and the boys or whatever you want to do. And I'm like, I, I like the you and the boys. The Jeff Levesque show yeah. with. Right, yeah. yeah. Right. You know, and, and we would have the whole crew. It, you know, it was you and Brady Farkas. Brady Farkas ended up getting two chair in the beginning. And I've heard Brady now. I could do a show with Brady now. Brady then was so angry with me. And I, and I think part of it was I used to tease him, like, relentlessly. It was fun. Um, that he would, like, like we would – was it uh, your buddy Michael George, uh, the yeah. king of the four fifteen tweet or four forty five tweet? He would like he's I I think I said it and then he started it where it went on online. I'm like, all right, it's time to fire up Farkas because I would just get him mad and let him run, and he would start tweeting hashtag fire up Farkas. He would start giving me topics. He's like, do you think you can fire up Farkas with this? And um, that you know I went for a little while. And then then Brady got a great job as a as a program director in like Vermont, and they gave me Bob Wolf. Now I hadn't seen Bob Wolf. Since we worked together at Picks, and it just—it was a terrible ending. He was in a different place. I was in a different place. We went to—we went to breakfast. We had a great conversation. And no one told either one of us what they told the other one. So, like, no, no one told me that they told Bob Wolf you don't have to know sports, and no one told Bob Wolf that he had to know sports. <laughs> so. I'm sitting here trying to like forge a relationship with this guy who I know is hysterical on the radio, but he's he's the one chair. He's nobody drives the bus like Bob Wolf. Like he, I've seen him orchestrate a room with like John Mulroney and like four other comedians, like Gilbert Godfrey, John Mulroney, and like guys that if they were sitting around your Thanksgiving table, you'd laugh, but you wouldn't get a word in. And he would orchestrate the whole thing like like it was a concerto. In a previous episode, by the way, if you want to pause this now. Wolf gets to where he went. This is a part of the episode. If you haven't listened to the Wolf one, go back and listen. Again, part two, especially in this part where Levesque's talking about how he transitions into this. But, yeah, a guy who beat Stern in the 90s with his yeah, show in the yep. ratings and now is coming over to sports where he has zero sports backing. And I don't know if he's actually – and he'll probably admit this, not really interested in doing the sports not at topic all. Not at all. format. Yeah, not right. at all. I couldn't get him to watch SportsCenter for Pete's sake. <laughs> I couldn't get him to watch sports. I was like, dude, just do me a favor. 11 o'clock, you up at 11? Sometimes. You up at 6, 7, whatever. I don't care when it is. DVR. Just watch 30 minutes of Sports Center. That's all I need. 
I don't need you to come in and break down the secondary for the Green Bay Packers. I just need you to be able to. And he's like, okay. And then, no. But it was, but it's funny because I heard him say, like, you know, Jeff is a very set way of doing things. And, and to a degree, I do. But I just think, I think what happened there is no one gave anybody the real scoop on what they thought that thing was going to be. Because realistically, we probably should have flipped chairs. He probably should have drove the boat, and I should have been sitting over there, you know, just talking. And, Shooting and, bullets and giving yeah, sports or whatever he had to right. do about the show. Like, let him it. just, let, like, literally let him go, hey, the Yankees, huh? And then I would just go until he had something to say. But it, it, it ended up working out because I remember having a very specific conversation with the powers that be at the time where it was like, I, I knew that the chemistry between he and I wasn't there. And, and that's not his fault. It's not my fault. It just wasn't there. But I knew the chemistry between you and I was there, and I knew you and he had had you guys liked each other and had conversations. So I was like, I want to bring in guys like two times an hour. I want to bring him in two times an hour. I want him to do headlines at the bottom of the hour, and I want him to do whatever. We'll figure something else out. And I remember not even asking at first, just doing it. And then they came to me like, "Hey, what we noticed?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Okay, keep it up." I'm like, "Good." And then um, slowly but surely, I was like, like I was doing the show with you because. I think Wolf would, was distracted by a lot of things that were going on. Nothing too bad, but just basically probably feeling like he'd been lied to. And uh, and he didn't fit in. Like the other two guys are having this whole conversation and he's sitting over there going, I I don't know what I don't know what a slider is. I don't what? Is, is that burger? What are we talking about? And uh and I just remember having a conversation with one of the bosses and going, it's guys should be the co host. And I I think I laughed. I think I was like I went I went on vacation. Late August. This is August yeah. of 2016, yeah. right? I went on vacation and I almost didn't come back. And it, and again, it's not and, and it wasn't like people want to make this about me not liking Wolf or Wolf not liking me. I like him very much. Like I, I he is he is he's a genuine guy now. Like I I don't know who who the guy was I knew back in the day or if maybe I don't know who I was back in the day. I like him very much. He just wasn't the right co-host for me. There has not been a podcast I've done besides the first two that I've gotten more feedback of outside of Albany. Yeah. Of I don't know who that Wolf guy is, but is he on the radio still? Because I want to listen to him. Like the people get his stuff and they know he's a talent and they know what he can do. And this is a compliment to you. Actually, I don't think I've ever told you this before, but there was a transition here between April and August where we used to go in the meetings. It was me, you, and Wolf. And one of the things they would tell you, and this is a very old school radio thing, they would say, <laughs> hey, don't call Gaz Gaz. Call Goss producer Goss. So there's yeah. a very drawn line. Wait, so even, everybody knows who he is. Yeah, make sure it's a producer who's given those opinions. So that's a very old school radio thing. But the reason they were doing that was because, hey, we don't want to undercut Wolf because right. he's the two. So we don't want the third guy to sound like he's better <laughs> than the second guy. But what you were doing, you're like, that's dumb. Like, right. I'm going to call him Goss. And if he earns it, I'm going to keep. So that little transition between producer Goss and Goss, because you knew, like, I'm not going to get. producer Goss sounds stupid. Right. No, no one says host Levac and host right. Wolf. No one if says they, that If shit. they had come right. up with, like, a, cute, like a, a funny, cute nickname for you, I probably would have went with it. Because it would have been funny. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like, like producer Woods. I called him Matt Woods. I would, Woodsy, producer Woods. I would right. say that because. But that's because he would, he would drive me insane. <laughs> And I had I would do it just to mess with him, but like yeah, no, you were a part of the show at that point. And the way I saw, and the, and it, it it was better for Wolf. Wolf sounded better when you were in the room too. But again, you put Wolf on cue, he would have crushed it. And I said that to everyone. I'm like, why are you doing this, poor guy? Take him off of here. This isn't where you like. Stop batting him. Clean up. Put him in leadoff. Put him. Put him where he belongs. And and then I was like, if you guys can't see what's what's happening, I'm I think I'm out. The transition is made. <laughs> and like Levac said, for those who know this, Levac takes 
the last week of August off, which is track season, it's always it's done birthday. this right. <laughs> right. You always take some. So like you said, you gave an ultimatum. Like, I'm leaving. I'm I, was very, I was very clear it wasn't an ultimatum. Okay. I was very clear because an ultimatum would have been it's him or me. And, and I didn't – it was never it was never me. I said, you guys made this decision. I know he's a freaking legend. I get it, and I think I'm out. And that was it. And the boss at the time stormed out. And I got a call the next day that they, to come in. We we're gonna have a big meeting. It was a big, big powwow. And the <laughs> the boss who stormed out was down the hall with Wolf. And the big boss takes me in the garage. And I'm like, they didn't have to fire me. I I told them I'd leave. Why am I going? You're gonna whack me in the garage? What is this, Goodfellas? What, what are you? <laughs> right. And it was literally like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna we're gonna move on. And it's the right move. You said the right thing. You said what everybody was thinking, kind of thing. And I'm like. Why am I in the garage? Well, we're going to get him out of here first. I'm like, then that sounds like I don't, it sounds like I whacked him. Like, it right. sounds like yeah. if I was him, I would hate me because of that maneuver. And they're like, no, this is better. So, like, I just, and then I felt, like, terrible because I didn't want, like, I really thought it would be one of those things where they'd go, oh, we should put him on the rock station where he's always been good. Or, or oh, the back should go. I never thought it would be. I never thought it would go down the way it went down. And the way it went down is, I, I feel awful about this. And I honestly almost called you. You told him they had to be fired. I no, remember. That's not it was Gaz did it all. I felt for years <laughs> that, like, kept a secret from you that, like, when that uh -oh. whole thing went down that I was, literally, I was off because they told me my hours had gone over. So they're like, you need to take a few days off because you yeah. can't be here. But I was in another market interview, and I'm like, I didn't I know to were. this day, like, if I, I should have told you. I know you know where I, I don't want to say the city because they're still there. But I knew like, where you were. All right, good. I knew what was happening. Good, all right. Because I felt very guilty about that Well, that, that was the other thing, too, was when that was going on, all right, let's do it. You want to get real? One of the reasons I, made, I decided to do it then is I figured that was your best chance to get my job. And I thought you'd get it or I figured, I figured it would work out one way or the other. I didn't figure it would work out the way it did. I didn't plan <laughs> it that far ahead. I just, and again, like, to this day, like, I... I genuinely enjoy Bob Wolf's company when I get it. I don't, it's hard, you know, we don't run in the same circles, but I, st I feel bad the way that went down, but I'd never been in that position. I could have told everybody I was going to leave every single day of every job I had in radio before that day. And I think I would have been the one who left. <laughs> so like, I never right. thought, I never thought it would be a thing where they would literally make like, I thought maybe they would bring Rick back in the consultant. They would fly him in once. I thought they'd bring him in maybe. And they would talk us out of it or whatever. Or I, or I, you know, I'd go, Join Techies Fire and Water Restoration. I don't know, which I don't know if it existed yet, but I didn't think for a second it was going to go down the way it went down. Well, instead they decide, and Levesque's getting ready to talk about me, so he just grabbed another beer. <laughs> uh, so they decide to I've launch been through us. a lot of things. Yeah, this is going to be awkward because we're going to be talking to a mirror at this point. Levesque and Gaz launches uh, the <laughs> this second. Is why, this is why we decided to do audio and not video because it's going to be weird when we gaze into each other's yeah, eyes lovingly. Just to set the scene here for you, we're at Levesque's uh, bar, the Levesque's Follies. We're both drinking Beer, we didn't, I guess Levesque said, we didn't put this on audio because we're both sweating, it's the summer. I, I thought it's it was not cool. a good visual. No, 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 we're just sweating because we're large. <laughs> All right, very so, humid. So you and I launched September 2016. I would, I don't want to skip over the first few months, but I don't know, you did hear the podcast. I would say our show, self-evaluating, got better with chemistry and learning each other, just like any other radio show, post-Super Bowl 2017, yeah, and because the bosses told us, they're like, look, you guys know each other on a professional level, but you never actually got to, like, hang out and get to know each other really well. Because well, you're weird. That's why. <laughs> you're I, really I would, weird. I would say I keep my professional and personal, like, very separate. So that's probably, very, yeah, yeah. Very is, like, is probably the, like, least 
accurate because it's <laughs> so very like you hit Jordan from me for years. It's true. Um, <laughs> I still have never seen Rex. I don't even know if he's real. You've seen I don't the kid I brought him. Yeah, your parents, I think you were hatched. I don't even. I've never met your parents. No, like you were. You were very. And I, I think I get it now. I think, I think you, I think you just you you have a life that you love, and you have a career that you love. And if the something from the career was judgmental of the life, or the life was judgmental of the career, it would cause you havoc because how much you care for both. So it's easier to avoid, you know, mixing the peas and the mashed potato on the plate than it is to hope that everything works out. Yes, and I think that's very well said. I'll add to that that what you did for my career which is, I think, an adjustment for, again, a lot of younger hosts. And I look, I'm like the Jim Rome version of this, and Rome used to say this all the time. And I mean that I didn't think people would care about my personal life. I just didn't think that, like, someone would care about me getting engaged. Someone would care about my buddies from back home. Someone would care about me having a son. And I was so wrong. Like, oh, my God, yes. So wrong that when you and I would go out and do live events, they would not ask my opinion on the Yankees or the Giants or the Jets. They'd be like, hey, congrats on the engagement. Yeah. Hey, I heard you're going on vacation. Yeah. Hey, how's baby Rex? I was so wrong about that, and that was a compliment to you where you're like, gosh, if you just open up about your life, I swear people are going to give a shit about what you're saying. And it was so true. Like, it endeared me more to the audience, and it was something you learned on both the country and rock station where, look, it's easy to give the stats and the numbers, but you were just a talking voice. I had a, I had a person once tell me this. There's a difference between a sports guy talking and guys talking sports. Right. And I think early right. on it was hard for me to switch that where it's like, you are vulnerable when you're talking for four to five hours with somebody you know, but when you make that change, I think that's when our show really took off where we got oh, to be yeah. friends and like actually shoot. Because we always liked each other, right. but that was when we, yeah, that trip that trip was like, that was one of those things because I, I don't get along with anyone for a long-term situation. Like there's going to be an argument at some point, and we, I think, I remember the closest we ever came to an argument. I'll get, let me, let me, let me I'll get back to that in a second though. I think the, what made me decide to do the whole you know, open up more on the air was, was twofold. It was, you know, we, we built the show. It was if, if you and I were having a conversation at a bar about sports, would everyone want to sit down and be a part of that conversation? Um, and the other part was it's three in the afternoon. Well, for a while it was two. You've already heard all the stats. Unless we had something different, I'd rather talk about your smelly centra. You know what I mean? Like, I would rather, I'd be like, you know, when you were listening to the Yankees, was it in your smelly center? You know what I mean? Like, it was just, and I think people enjoyed it because it was like, dude, all right, tell me again that the Yankees can't hit with runners in scoring position. Like, whatever. But you and I never argued, but was, which, which Super Bowl was it? We almost got into it. It was, um, Atlanta. Was it Atlanta? I think yeah, it was Atlanta. Later, yeah. yeah. And it was, um, it was hysterical because we had made it through, like six days. It was it was Friday. It was like the end of Friday. And we had like two breaks left. And God's finally snapped. Like the, the like one of the first times I've seen you get angry in real life. Like and mean it. And it was uh closer was back in the studio and he was giving you a hard time because he was ticked off because he was stuck in the studio still. I was pissed off about God knows what. And you became the guy who was catching it because you were like you were just there, and you were trying to talk about something else, and we were like, we're not done talking about what we want to talk about. And you were like, Whoa. I don't even remember what you said, but I'm like, dude, walk. Like, you got to walk. I got to walk. And and I was like, that's it. That's going to be it. We made it like three years. <laughs> it was a good run. Yeah, but it was like, because usually when somebody gets as angry as you got, they don't, they don't let it go. You came back like three seconds later like, there's ice cream. 
<laughs> I was like, all right, we're good. My we're buddies from back home, too, are like, know exactly what you just went through. Because I think it's just a personality thing with me where I just don't get angry, but it's that one burst of, right. that's too long of being angry. All right, it's a one. Yeah, that's exact. That's the volcano, if we want to call it that. I don't know if that's the best way to describe it, but. Yeah, that that's I can't deny it. That was hysterical though. Like thinking back to it, because it's like one of those things where I got home, and I was talking to um, I can't remember who I, who I was even. It might have been Boston Dan. I think it was Boston Dan. I'm like I'm like dude got mad. Dude got real mad. He got big mad. He's like guys. I'm like yeah, he got big mad. <laughs> I was like I thought he was gonna like snap for real. I thought we were gonna have a active shooter situation with like at least rubber bands. <laughs> See, and uh, and and then and I go and then it just dissipated. It was gone. You set me up with a nice segue there where I could talk about some of the challenges you and I face, but I don't even know if it's worth doing that at this point. Like, <laughs> I feel like the, the compliment is where I want to focus, like, the positives of the show. Yeah. That we in the market of Albany, I think this goes for many shows against country, rock, hip-hop, whatever it might be, we're close to Boston, we're close to New York, but if yeah. you are a New York sports fan, again, if you're listening outside the market, Albany's Yankees. Giants, Jets, like the more downstate teams are very heavy percentage of fans here in the area. A lot of bandwagon Patriot fans. Yes, you that's know. true too. But the like Red those Sox. markets like WEEI in 98.5, the Sports Hub, and WFAN in 98.7, maybe less 98.7, that they were exactly what you just said. Heavy sports talk, stats, sports, 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 right. sports, sports, sports. And <clears> if you <throat> wanted that, you would just go listen to people in the city. You and I had to find a unique way to carve out of, okay, you want that, you're just going to flip on FAN. You want that, you'll flip on any. Right. What can Levac and Gaz do differently than you're going to tune in for them? Again, it's weird talking about ourselves and complimenting ourselves, but it's like, <laughs> hey. I'm but not, nobody else is going to do right, it. But so. look, I, I'm, I think we would find this from people who gave us comments for the show. They didn't say, wow, what a great Yankee call. They'd say, no. we like you too. We like the chemistry. Right. We like you being idiots on the air and drinking beer and well, having fun. That was like the strength of our show for all those years. Uh, and it, was, it would be weird too because you'd be doing it. We'd be having like just a real conversation about God knows what about, you know, whoever. And I'd be like, man, this probably went on too long. We probably should move on. We probably should, we probably should you know, why, why, did, why did Ben McAdoo do what he did, blah, blah, blah. And then like we'd go to commercial and we get like six phone calls, four tweets. <laughs> right. Then I'd be like, all right, so now we do. We did this like heavy, like I felt like really good about how intelligent we were and whatever. And we got like, so what did guys do with the sausage and the corn? And it's like, <laughs> right. and it's like whatever. Like we, we, uh, one of our old bosses like, has has told me multiple times he would love to hire us as a morning show in another market and just like put us on whatever station doesn't matter. And um, I, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't move out of this market. I mean, obvious for for obvious reasons, but. Like it's that's that's a big combo when you do a sports talk show. That's that we were. I mean, we're heavy sports talk. I don't want to sit here and pretend that we just you know play grab ass all day. But but like you you do a sports talk show that people would want to listen to in other mar- like other formats. There's something interesting about that last point there. I think in young sports people listening, what Levac said there. There's a difference between a format for a morning show and an afternoon show in sports. Where traditionally an afternoon show would be more caller heavy. More guest heavy, right? Because you've already heard what what the what the talking heads have to say. Exactly. Now, because of the limitations we've had on our production <laughs> side, I think I handled that well, right? Yeah, limitations. Yeah, that's, cool. that's cool. Okay, uh, we leaned more towards the morning setup. You start. You started in the morning. Yeah. I started in Syracuse in the morning. Our personalities fit morning. So yeah, yeah that made we were getting fun. right. We were having more fun. morning in the afternoon. Uh, where, okay. Uh, as your friend, I okay. want to make sure I'm respectful of how we're going to handle these next few questions, and I don't want to be too selfish with. The way I Never more than three it. times. Okay. What? Oh, sorry. Uh, let's go to 
Yeah, let's do this. Okay. Would you say COVID 2020 challenged us more than ever before? Even though we were, okay, let's say, less sports heavy, the challenge of April to October of us trying to do shows without it being on replay or on demand I thought, gave us more I thought of it was the best challenge. shows we did. Okay. I thought it was the best shows we did. I, I really did. I, I thought we handled the serious pretty well, but I thought we, I remember having a conversation with you in the beginning. And it was, and you, because you, like, to your credit, you laughed about it. You were like, so I don't know the next time we're going to be able to talk about an actual sporting event. And you started laughing, and I was like, dude, I know where to go. I know how to do this. It, we're going to get a lot of slow sports day and crap. And if we can find anything, like, I know you'll find a way to do, like, sports in top five and five, and so, which you did. You did a lot of, like, you know, top, you did, like, a lot of Mount Rushmore stuff. Which oh, yeah, which insane, is, But it was perfect. <laughs> which is pretty funny, yeah. But it was like, I know how to do this. I know how to talk about other crap. I, I just, I just, I know because I did it for years. And, uh, and, and to your credit, you were like, let's go. Let's, let's run, let's, let's run into that breach and have some fun and talk about God knows what. To the point where, like, like just, like, a month or two ago, there's, there's shows where I'm sitting there going, do I really have to talk about like box scores? Like, <laughs> like box scores are stupid. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like right. that, it was like, I thought we did I, I, on air. I thought we had, I thought we had the best show that I had listened to. Like, and I don't, you know, it's not like me to compliment me, especially you. I'll compliment all day because you're very talented, but you're very talented. Too, <clears> stop right. it. Now let's hold hands. Not gonna, no, oh, get oh, out right. I'll switch you for my beer. <laughs> um, but no, like I thought, I thought we did, you know, we filled we filled four hours a day with sports talk and other things, and I can't. I remember two people complaining, and one is this dude online who's just a miserable twit, and I can't think of his name nor would I say it. Scott but, and Troy. <laughs> Scott and Troy. Just <laughs> I think the him. guy who called in was Scott. I he think it was a Scott. I think it was, and even he like later like apologized. It was a slow sports day. Yeah, there hasn't been in sports in <laughs> in months. Like there hasn't people. I haven't been in a room of more than two people in four months. I doubt there's going to be a lot of games, and I lost it. And I just remember, like I think I think I lost it more on the air during that time. But it was fun. Like I there's like people still play the one where I told the guy you can kiss my ass and you didn't have to wear a mask if you didn't want to. <laughs> like uh, our buddy Craig Allen over at All Star Wine and Spirits, he always like he'll like I'll walk and he'll be like, if I put a mask on, can I kiss your ass? Like he'll say something <laughs> like that just to be because he thought it was hysterical. But it was. I thought. I thought we did it like in a really weird situation. It went better than I could have hoped. Is is all I can say. Like you and, and I think that's another thing. Like you say that our friendship hit a new level when we went to Radio Row for the first time. I think during that time, like I think we went to a whole other level because it was it was legit. There were days where we would just sit there and I would, you know, I would <laughs> I would have to let other people call in, like guys who went to Ivy Leagues and stuff like that. <laughs> And and you would just roll with them for three to five minutes. <laughs> in a era where so many people in radio want to have big egos, you and I agreed right out of the gates, basically. Like, it's you and I. Like, right. if you and I get in an argument, if you and I want to be like Mike and the Mad Dog, it's not going to help anybody. We, no, like, no. We, we have to always be on each other's sides. We have to have each other's backs. Your wife's taller than me. I was scared of her, so I didn't <laughs> want to give her trouble. That's exactly what I had to do. I used to compare it to, like, uh, the writer's strike in 09 when a lot of the late-night shows had no writers. Yeah. And Conan O'Brien was, like, growing a beard and up in the raft. <laughs> like, that's what I compared our COVID shows to. Like, there's no script. There's not. You're just yeah. going to roll with us. Hey, yeah. there's four hours. What do, you, what do you want to do? Do you want to give up? <laughs> as much as you and I enjoy those shows, and content-wise and entertainment-wise, you may be listening to the Capital Region, may have enjoyed them as well. Uh, our bosses may not have enjoyed them as much. No, they love the shows. They love the shows. The shows I, I would say 
things that they had aimed for for us to succeed at were no longer <coughs> being successful. I got to do some of the ceiling. Okay. I think. You know what? I'll skip I've... over that. I'll, I'll... <laughs> I'll do this instead. Sorry, I'll do this instead, Levac. Oh, do... I'm sorry, what? I'll have a sip I blocked of my out beer. for a minute. What happened? I'll do this instead. Uh, <laughs> so I was let go in January of 2021. The most common question I've gotten, I've covered most of these in the first podcast. One question that I did not address that I think it's fair for you to address is that Monday – there was not a show on locally. People may have been concerned about what happened yeah. to you. People may have been concerned about what – do you want to address what happened on the show that I was not a part of the day I was announced that I was exiting, fired, let go? Yeah. What's the nice term in 2021 to use? <laughs> Whatever happened that day, let's address what happened with you that so, day. So what happened in the mornings, I worked with guys. And then in the afternoons, I didn't work with guys anymore. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's one of those things like I, it's – it was – like so this sounds so stupid, right? So you – you don't have a job at that moment, but it was a very hard day for me. Can we talk about my feelings during this? <laughs> God, I can be so selfish. Yeah, how can you be so selfish? Um, to your credit, I said to you, I was like, I, I was like, I will leave right now if you want me to. And you were like, you have a kid, dummy. Um, you are not leaving. And I have a tremendous relationship with our bosses. I do. We're friends, you know. And so I was in a really weird spot because you're my brother uh, they're my family you know what I mean so it's been there for 24 years but you and I had been up and down that road man and um and I didn't know what to do I didn't know how to handle that day um I kept hearing my head like that old cliche the show must go on but I literally looked up when they told me because I thought I thought I was next like I, I thought I was next um but they, you know, they, they put their confidence in me to help get through a very tough time. And, um, excuse me, I just burped. I wish it was Levac crying. It's actually just him burping. Don't uh, think it's that. Don't think it's that. No, sweet. I, I haven't. <laughs> I, I cried so much in my last couple of shows. I don't know if I'm dehydrated. Um, that I just I said, look, I I hope you know I can't possibly do a show today. I just I don't. You could put Colin Cowherd, Dan Patrick, and you know every other great sports talk show host across from me. I, there's no way I can put myself together and do a show. And they went, completely understand. We would never ask you to. And um, when, I, <laughs> when I left, it turned out like there was, there was the rumors that I sabotaged the station are, are not true. Greatly exaggerated. Yeah, because right. you know, like, look, that's my baby. That, that station's my baby. I, I launched it. I was there the first time it went on the air. Um, I was on it for a very long time. Like, that's my, I wouldn't sabotage that station for anyone, not even myself. So it just, it was like a satellite issue. It was just a really, depending upon what, what part of the aisle you were sitting on poorly or well-timed satellite issue. And it uh, drew a lot of attention and it drew a lot of questions. And, and the, the bottom line is, obviously I did not want you to be gone. Um, I, but it's, I, I went home that day and, put on my big boy pants, and I went back to work the next day. There's a lot of things that pissed me off about that day, but I think this one I have to reflect just to you and I personally. Again, just remember, to... I'm not going to say anything. I know, I know, no. <laughs> not... This is me. Because I, I, I still have a lot of love for the right, plans no, 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 and the no, no. things. And... But this is me to you over beers right now. That, that day in particular, we had yeah, a... Nobody's listening. <laughs> we had a former coworker who that day sent me a really shitty text message. I won't say who it was, but you reached out to me as a good friend, and I appreciate you reaching out to make sure I was uh. okay and everything. But I'm telling you, dude, like 20 minutes before you reached out to me, 
I won't say the person's name, but a, a co-worker sent me a really shitty text message that basically said, hey, the reason you got let go is because they're going to hire this person. Like, they had some inside scoop that this had been in the works for months. So, again, you got to hear from my yeah, perspective yeah, where it's like, someone, they're wrong, by the that way. That wasn't true. That right? was not true. It wasn't true, but it was someone I had worked with for years who had said, hey, the reason they let you go is because they had been trying to get you out for X oh, amount of months. okay. And they're going to hire this person. So that, that person's a shit starter, by the way. Right. Uh, yeah, that was not so, true. So, dude, what happened was you sent me this really nice text message. Like, I hope you were going to be friends. And I sent you, like, a pretty shitty text back to you. Like, No, you uh, just, you were, it was very fair. It was pretty much like, I hope you understand. I just can't talk to you right now. No, no, I sent you one later that I said, I hope you have fun hosting with so-and-so. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. so yeah. sorry for doing no. that because you got to understand from my perspective, like when someone sent me that text <laughs> and then your friend 20 minutes later says, hey, are you okay? You're like, oh, these guys are in cahoots. This, no. guy, this guy knew for months they were yeah. going to take. So I apologize for you now as a friend. No. So, it, like, that it, was dude, shitty it was a, that it was, that happened went, it was like, that day. Time yeah. is what it was. And, uh, and this is actually like the first time you and I have had a chance to really talk it through, which we probably shouldn't have had mics running. Um, <laughs> or beers flowing. Well, that's, I mean, the beers definitely. Maybe not two together. <laughs> but uh, no, like I said, it's just in, in the, the people in the building – were and and I know like it's it's easy for me to say this over here the the, the people in the building were heartbroken. Um, the person that you're talking about was no longer in the building, and wanted to stir up trouble. And you know, it, people want to stir up trouble it, just because they got holes in them. They don't want to fill them, you know. And that's all there is to it. No, the the bottom line is I I was part of a of a search to find the people who were going to uh, that were going to take on that show with me, and then. It turned out about halfway through that I was part of the search for who was going to take over for me, and um, and that was it was it was fortuitous timing the way it all came together, but it's I still have a like I have a phenomenal relationship with the people in that building, I do. I know that not everybody in this room does. <laughs> One that's sipping a beer right now. So <laughs> Wait, I want to sip too. Lip for his um, friend, but it's but nice no, like I. About, I yeah. Like, I see, like, there's times when you, like, I used to say this all the time in the air, like, like with teams, like, you're going to play this style or you're not going to play here. There was, there's a style and it works. It's just not a style I want to play at this point in my life. And, and, you know, I look at what you're doing now and I think it worked out. Like, in all honesty, look, look where we are now. Um, but it, it was, it's, there's, there's a style and they've got to figure out what they want to do. And, and good for them. I'm proud of them. I hope they figure it out. I hope it goes well. And I'm going to help people who have fire, water, mold damage. That's what I'm going to do. All right. You mentioned that. You said timing. You're giving me a perfect <laughs> setup. It's like we've never left. These I know. Here we go. Play. Okay. For well, those, tune in for part three. No. no, no, no. No part three. You're rolling through this whole thing now. Uh, so for those who read that article about you going to Techies Fire and Water Restoration, yeah. if you listen to previous podcasts, you know this is what I call the sensitive area because this is your current employer now. As yeah. much or as little as you'd like, take us through the opportunity oh. that was offered to you and why you decided after a 20-plus year career it was time to move on to this opportunity. Uh, all right, so Mike Corda is the owner of Techies Fire and Water Restoration, and he is, uh, is a, one of the principal owners of the Albany Empire. <clears throat> uh, he is also a person that you know I've known my entire life. We went to school together. His last name starts with K. Mine starts with L. You sit together. <laughs> you know when like you know somebody's doing the alphabet in their mind like abs okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah like if i cut one in class he smelled it it would happen it was not there was nowhere to go but we ran into each other again we hadn't seen each other in years 
we ran into each other again a couple years back, you know, and... Uh, you don't want to tell the story of who ate who? Oh. I just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> we were at the, uh, the one of the Empress's um, tryouts that you and I were hosting, and I see him, and I go, who the hell ate Mike Quarter? He goes, I don't know, but somebody ate Jeff Levesque, too. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, we just started talking more and more and, and shooting ideas, and, and he's, he's, not, he's not a fan of traditional advertising, which is another reason I probably had to get out of radio. Um, but <laughs> I told him some of the things that I thought if he wanted to do non-traditional, that would work for him. And then he told me that he was part of the Empire, uh, and we started working on stuff back then. And then <clears throat> finally he just goes, too bad you'd never leave. And I was like, eh, never's a strong word. And uh, <laughs> he looks up, he goes, aha. Hey, and he starts writing down numbers. And I was like, what's that? <laughs> and he's like, that's what I need you to take to come and do what I need you to do. I'm like, well, it took a weekend. And then I went and I talked to, uh, I talked to the bosses. And they tried to figure out a way to keep me and just – at that point, I had told everybody from the beginning, you know this, I had told you this all along. I was like, I'll never walk into an office and tell somebody I have a job offer unless I want to take it. Because there's people going every time they get like, you know, you walk into stewards and somebody says you want third shift. They're like, oh, I have a job offer. You should give me a raise. Like, <laughs> right. you know, like, and listen, stewards third shift is a badass job. But um, I, w- I went in there and uh, and now, you know, I, I worked out the end of my contract because I do, I have, I have a great relationship over there. And uh, now I'm, Head of Media Relations for Techies Fire and Water Restoration and a non-titled job with the Albany Empire because I refuse to take a title with that with that because I get to do nobody knows what I do, so I get away with everything. <laughs> Two follow-ups there, and you can make this a one-word answer if you want. You were encouraged or discouraged by that final ending with 1045 when you had that job offer from Techies by how that ended. It seems like you were still encouraged by the future of what was going to happen there with the team, if you know what I mean by that. Oh, question. I love Dan. Okay. I, and I love Charlie. Like, I, I do. Um, I, I, no, let me rephrase that. I don't think you understood what I meant. I meant when you walked in the office and you'd worked for a business for 25 years and you had another offer from another company, yeah. did you think that they would be more aggressive in saving you or bringing you back? You know there, was, I mean? there, there was – it was – man, I – And I know that's hard to answer. But well, it I, is. I it yeah. is because it's not it, – it's one of those things where, like – if I answer it one way, I sound like I'm bragging. But I can just tell you that when when a guy like Mike decides you belong on his staff, you got to go. It's yeah. well, it's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was one of those things where like like if I'm being perfectly honest when I showed the numbers comparison and I said what it would take to keep me, there was like a all right, but what are the real numbers? Like <laughs> yeah. that's cuz that's cuz that's what, you know, that's look, he's He's just one of those guys. Like you, there's not a more loyal human being alive. There, there isn't, and that's to go, and, and and it's a scary challenge because I'm such a corporate guy. The joke is I'm a house cat, and I said to him in the beginning, I was like, you gotta understand, man, I'm a house cat. Like, yeah, sure, you're out here roaming the pride, being crazy, having a great time, but I know when my bowl's gonna be full. I know I'm gonna get a nice little bell on my like whatever. I was like, and then I get there, and he's like, all right, house cat, get to work. And I'm like, well, what do I do? He's like. We're going to figure that out together. Because you know, it's like, because that's the thing is, we want people to know what Tech East is. And, and Tech East is always growing. Like we, we're literally launching tree removal service as we speak. So it's, uh, it's, it's scary because I don't, it's not like Tuesday I have to do X, Y, and Z. It's, hey, how do, we, how do we get better? How do we get stronger? How do we make sure our people are taken care of? It's scary because it's something you've never done before. Correct. But, uh, but Mike, to his credit and to your credit, because of what you've done for the last 25 years, you've developed these skill sets, and you've heard it in this podcast episode of 
you've got the background of understanding audiences, understanding the capital region, how to extend a brand, how to extend a show, how to You've got all that stuff you've done your entire life, and Mike saw that and said, wait a second, oh, I can get him on my team? Let's go. And it almost pun intended there because some fans <laughs> now have seen you right. back on the board side of the Albany Empire. Right. You said that you can't really describe your role. Because I refused to. Right. It was it's a press easier. release that said yeah. you enjoyed the team. Yeah. But I, I guess you've answered my question without even saying it. Your role continues to develop with the Empire because yeah. you're a developing franchise. I'm doing, I'm doing media stuff. I'm definitely doing some media stuff. Like, I, dude, it's, it's all over. Like, I'm dude who gets things done. That's who I am with the Albany Empire. And I just muted my mic so I could burp. Um, <laughs> thank you for the podcast etiquette. <laughs> yes, thank I you. I wouldn't have to edit that out yeah. later, right? But no, it's uh, it's it's cool. It's just it's a challenge. Every day is different. Every day is special, and you know it frees me up a little extra time to talk to you on this kind of thing. Are you officially retired, Jeffrey Allen Levac <laughs> Sr.? You've had a 24-year radio career. Are you done with media for? Is this where we're going to take the time? I know you love one-day contracts. Media? Uh, Con- do you want to sign a one-day contract right now with 104.5, the team, and call it a career? Are uh, you done forever? I am only 44, bro. I don't know. <laughs> Brady's still playing? Brady, yeah, look at it. I mean, come on. Um, I'm not going to pull Mike Francesa. I can tell you that. Like, it's not going to be like four days later, and I'm going to be like, I'm back. Okay, listen, all right. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pay for that. <laughs> well, it, was, it was less than like two right, seconds. Good. Um, I'm not like, like I'm never gonna I'm I can't say I'm never gonna do radio again because I do I fill in over there and I do stuff and um, I, I get to do enough that it scratches the itch. I, if the right situation ever came up, I would probably at least get, I would at least have a conversation with Mike because like I made a promise to Mike and and you can't you can't screw over a dude who's that loyal because then you're just you just you just suck. Well, here's <laughs> what I would like to have happen. Okay, I would like you and I to reunite. I would like LeVac and Gaz reunion to happen. I think a lot of people, both Twitter, Facebook, social media, and more, have asked if you and I can reunite. So I am formally asking you right now you, on this episode. You're not even on Gaz. one knee. I'm not. I'm, Did you? Here, do you want it's too far? No. Have a what ring. is that? <laughs> I, have the I would like to formally ask you yeah. if you want to reunite. But yeah. I feel like now you have to. Oh, there's the Empire yeah, Ring. Look at that. Empire you Ring. Hey. I'm not too. <laughs> another jewelry place. Got to talk about. Hopefully soon. <laughs> I'm going to ask you if you want to reunite because you have a lot of things going on in your life. You're working with a team. I would like to put it out there, and hopefully people are excited now listening to the podcast. Levac and Goss reunion can happen, but I can't make that decision. That decision's in your court, and you don't have to answer it now. You can leave us with a little cliffhanger. Um, make us come well, back. I mean, if uh, do people want it? I guess that's the biggest thing. If people want it, I could. Probably find some time, like maybe I'm. I may or may not have already been putting up together the Techies Fire and Water Restoration Studios on uh, our building over on Central Ave. I may or may not already have multiple microphones, a mixer board, and everything we need. We may or may not be using some of the stuff right now. <laughs> but like, it, is it something people want? If people wanted it, I I think we'd be crazy not to find a way to do something once a week, once a month. That might- Christmas special. Huh? Huh? You could dress in your Hooters outfit? Nah? At the Jeff Levac on Twitter. <laughs> At Tom Goss, T-O-M-G, it was easy. Getting there with Goss on Instagram. Getting there with Goss, Godzilla Media, everything. I think you just left me with a cliffhanger for the rest of the summer. I'm going to continue I, to push you. I want it to happen, Levac. I'm not, I'm not like, I just, I'm a very busy man. Um, <laughs> we got some I just got back from Jersey. I, I mean, come on. We've got a certain friends in a certain area that maybe in, uh, next month we can make something happen. Stay tuned. Is that what you've left me with? If that's okay, I'll, I'll stay with that. If people wanted it, I would, I would, 
I would probably go have a quick conversation in my office and make sure I had time to do it. If people wanted it. That makes me very excited. If people, But people got to want it. Do they want it? Because if they don't, because I, like, listen, I just, I think there's, I saw, like, at least three posts that said it's a good thing I wasn't on the radio anymore. <laughs> and, and one was because I sang Rob Bass. So, <laughs> I mean, it takes two to make a thing go right. I believe you're going to love the podcast format because you're going to hit an audience. I got to say the F word, so I'm yeah, pretty that's, happy. You that's, were three minutes into it. Right. You well, because I was a football. Well, Vac, thank you for doing this. No, thanks me. for coming over, man. Uh, I want to say, I still have been to your house. Levac and Gaz, maybe this summer. Thank you, my friend. We'll you talk know, again soon. I hope. I actually, um, by the way, I just uh, a friend of of ours. Yeah, do you want to say something? I feel like I just cut off your interview. Do you have anything you well, want to say to no, me? No, well, a, a couple friends of ours had reached out to me and they wanted to know why they haven't been on the radio lately. And when they found out that you were doing podcasting, mm-hmm. um, Yaley McGillerton and our friend Warpig have both wondered why they haven't been given a special <laughs> getting there with Gaz episode. And Yelly was like upset. Like he, he was upset. Dude, he like he was mad. Like he went and just like lit like five mil on fire out of anger. <laughs> he was ticked off. It was a thing. It was a bad, bad thing. I'll have to talk about <clears throat> their talent fees if they can come back then. Well, More pig I mean, yelling with Yeller Yeah, they're like Yelly's in. He said he could do it. He just wants you to call him and beg at this point. <laughs> oh, he does? He wants you to beg. <laughs> He said so. <laughs> Tell him but, I he said was, hello. but he wants like a he wants a full, full episode. Warpig doesn't. He's not. He forgot. He said your rankings weren't that high, so he wasn't that sure. But <laughs> how do we end this podcast? Just awkwardly now. Just, just toss uh, a commercial. Don't stop.